Get ready, it's time. Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck, is the most powerful voice in women's issues today. As the owner of Motherhood Incorporated, Sandra brings you inspiring, influential, and interesting resources to help you navigate everything from childcare to corporate formation. Each episode of Motherhood Talk Radio features guests who all have a story, experts in their field, and information you won't want to miss. We bring you everything from the latest crafting tips to how to be sexy in your 40s, from great parenting tips to moms facing some tough challenges, and most importantly, how to bounce back with style. Motherhood Talk Radio helps you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Being all you can be starts right here, right now. Let's do it. Here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hey, mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and we've got such a great show today. First of all, we're going to have Sharon Silver on, so that just makes my day right there. And we're going to be talking talking about bodies changing, how to talk to your kids, and most importantly, the first period. Now, I've got to tell you, when I first had my period, I didn't know anything. I was much older than the other girls. I was educated in a Catholic church about all this stuff. They certainly didn't talk about tampons. A friend of mine on the swim team showed me how to use one. So I didn't really have a great introduction into this whole body changing thing. And I'm so grateful um, for two women, for Jordana and Alex, who came up with this revolutionary, much needed, fabulous product. They are sponsoring today's show. And I want you guys to go to their website, go to mylola.com and look at it. Now, of course, we've got a product code that we can give you. Uh, The promo code for today is help mom. So you can get $10 off your first Lola purchase of your first period kit or the subscription. But before we talk with um, Sharon about about this period thing, I want to tell you about this period kit because it is super cute. Now, we all know when a girl gets her period, it's like that gift that keeps giving every month. And this box comes in the mail, and it's like a gift. It's a celebration. And in it is this cotton pouch that's very well made. It's got a nice zipper and a cute tassel. You don't really know what it is. It could be a pencil case or a makeup case. And it's designed to hold the My Lola products. And the My Lola products, My Lola is this company it's a female founded company so it totally like is in my wheelhouse and it offers a line of organic cotton tampons pads and liners and they started this company with this idea that women shouldn't have to compromise when it comes to feminine care products like i'm really picky about the food i eat i'm very picky about the beauty products i use and why don't we think the same with the feminine care products and you're going to laugh at me, but the first thing I did when I got this My Lola kit was I opened it up and I smelled it because so many women's products have scents and, and they smell weird. They smell like chemicals or, you know, I don't want my Yoohoo to smell like vanilla. Like the, these are things that, that I don't want and I certainly don't want them for any young woman in my life. So these girls have come up with this great period kit and it has like six ultra thin day pads with wings. It's got night pads with wings. It's got 10 light applicator tampons. It's got 10 ultra thin liners. It's got 100% of what your daughter needs to know about getting her first period. And this kit allows her to look at the stuff. It's, it's pretty. It's packaged nicely. 
it looks good. It feels good. It feels respectful. It feels elegant. And you get this sheet of stickers so you could decorate your little bag or you could put it in, you know, decorate. You know, kids love stickers. Who doesn't love stickers? I love stickers. Um, and then there's these introduction cards that, again, they're beautifully designed. And it takes all the kind of scary, weird embarrassment out of it. And it makes it it makes it just fun. Like I, I loved it for me and I would have totally loved it as a kid. And there's also this book for parents online. If you go to mylola.com and look for the PDF on there, it's this personal, honest, real life guide to your first period. I read it, Sharon, and I was learning stuff, you know, and I've had my period for a long time. So <laughs> for me to, to, to wax poetic about this super cool, like, totally cute box that comes in the mail so that you know like like I bought it for Allie and Allie can see what works best for her and we could talk about some of this stuff this is a big milestone in their life Sharon and one of the things that struck me with this box like I have a lot of military friends who are single parents and they are actually single fathers taking care of daughters you know with divorce being so rampant if you are a single dad or you know a single dad out there, have him get this first period kit for your their daughter. Or like if you want to be the cool aunt or the hip mommy friend, like I called a bunch of my mommy friends and like you have got to get this for Marina. You've got to get it for Hannah. You've got to get it for um, it's it just. It just takes the the embarrassment, the sting, the weirdness, and it makes it super fun and cute. And boy, anybody who can do that gets my seal of approval. So if you want $10 off your first period kit, go to mylola.com, enter in the promo code HELP moms. Now we're going to talk periods, Sharon, and you saw this product. What did you think about it? Well, the thing I loved about it, I have to be really honest, is um, I loved that it was not something that you just hand to your child and that was the end of it because I was the exact opposite of you. I got my period really, really early. I got my period when I was 12. I was one of the first girls to get it. I lived across the street from my school, so I was able to tell the nurse. I ran home, went into the bathroom, and my mom, now I'm going to really date myself here, gave me a sanitary napkin and a belt. They didn't even have the adhesive back then, and we never talked about it again. So what I love about um, this product is that there's all kinds of information on the website that tells you how to talk to her and how to you know, make her feel better about this. And there's a lot of things that go with having your period that, that I'm sure we're going to talk about today. But um, you know, I felt really alone. The other thing that I have to mention is I agree with you. Um, I'm organic. It's my choice. It was the choice of how I raised my kids. Um, I don't like anything that has any kind of fragrance to it. I got really, really, really sick every single month that I had my period until I had my children. And somebody mentioned, you want to go with organic products and everything changed. I used to get a fever. I used to get chills. I used to vomit. I mean, I was really allergic to the chemicals in these things. So why would you want to do that to your young girl? Well, so you I, wouldn't. You know, no. you wouldn't because we have choices today. That's the the whole thing is we've got choices to choose what works for us. Absolutely. So I just think that the product is really wonderful. And I, the thing that I love about this is that just the mere coming up with the product 
tells me that the um, creators of this are honoring the moment. And for me, that's really important in, in this transition in life. Because when I had sons, but still, that moment when you have your period or with sons, whenever you know you get bar mitzvahed, there's that moment where developmentally, psychologically, emotionally, and physically, there's major changes going on. So to honor this moment by saying, here, I'm going to give you this kit. We're going to talk about it, plus some of the other things I'm sure we'll talk about. That's pretty awesome for a young girl. It empowers her. And, um, you know, I really like it. Well, and if you're a dad or a grandma, you know, like the one thing, Sharon, that that has changed a lot since I was little. And I agree with you, like like, you know, Jill and Jen had normal periods. My sister Sue had really heavy periods. I had no periods. So, you know, and you would think with sisters, you know, all this information would be shared. But, you know, it really wasn't. And, and it was kind of in a lot of respects, the blind leading the blind. But today we know better. We know better. We can do better. And this kit really um it makes it simple and all i could think of is like you know like my dad helps take care of his grandsons and i get that it's grandsons but down the street there's a there's an air force family that has the the grandmother takes care of the kids while they're on deployment and this is something that you know, it's just so easy. You just order the box. It's not expensive. It comes in the mail. You let your daughter open it and then you talk about it. It doesn't have to be weird or creepy or uncomfortable. And, you know, families take all shapes and sizes. And to be able to honor this and put it in a way that is like this is a normal natural body function this is what happens this is what you can do about it here's your kit let's talk about it and then there's the guide online with a lot of super cool information on there it was interesting i liked reading the guide and i learned something and at the end of the day, if we as women can celebrate each other and welcome each other into womanhood, like you mentioned, the bar mitzvah, you know, other cultures have a coming out party or the coming, whatever, coming of age, the quinceanera, I think about all these things. Why not celebrate it with something like this? So she's going to have this for the rest of her life and you will be able to influence your daughter for her daughter. And that next daughter, like, how cool is this a legacy to hand down rather than like me and the swim team trying to figure out how to put a tampon in and Bridget's in the next stall talking me through it. I mean, it's yeah, I mean, seriously, (laughs) it's funny, but but I think that it's really it's an opportunity to influence. I love what you said. It's an opportunity to influence future generations by the way that you handle just this moment, because what you're doing is you're saying you are a unique individual. So that means that everything you experience here is not going to be like your girlfriend. Your body's not going to be the same. So we want to honor your unique gifts, your inborn gifts, your talents. It's time to recognize you as a young woman now. Um, And that uh, there's a lot that goes on with that. There's a lot that comes along with it. Um, One of the things that I really hate is... I hate when people say, oh, are you getting your period or are you being bitchy because of it? It's true that there's a great surge of hormones that go on. But what if we reframe that? And what if we harness that power and really started having girls be a little bit more respectful about those moments instead of succumbing to them and just letting it all rip? Um, Because I don't think that we need to 
you know, I hate using some of the terms that are used because they're really disrespectful. And it's it, it as far as females are concerned, it's almost shaming a female for for having reproductive um, things happening in their lives, diminishing the power of that by talking about their emotional surges. I'm trying. I'm dancing around this. <laughs> I know, and you're doing a great job. That's why you're sharing it. Proactive parenting. I mean, that's that's it. That's you know, I'm butchering it over here talking about you know tampons in the the locker room, but but that's. You know, and people can go online and learn all sorts of things that aren't good and, you know, helpful towards raising your kid. But this is a place like mylola.com. I really encourage parents to go there because there's so much good stuff on there that can help your daughter become who we want her to be. And part of that is establishing her womanhood. Part of that is establishing and honoring the changes that go on in her body. Because quite frankly, without these changes, we're done as a people. We're done as a population. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously, that you would have to honor the fact that, you know, I I recently heard, um, I'm not really sure who it was, but they were talking about men going to war and the difference between men and women and, and all of that. And one woman just looked at them and said, don't forget you come from us. So we may be different. We may have different thoughts. But the truth is, that is a truth of who we are. I think another truth of who we are oh, is you know that. We've got to go to commercial break. Okay. Let me just give that. Let me give that promo code one more time. If you want $10 off your first Lola purchase of your first period kit or to get a subscription of product coming on a regular basis, go to mylola.com, enter promo code HELP. Moms, we're here today talking with Sharon Silver of Proactive Parenting, and we're going to talk more about these body changes and how to talk to your kids, what to say. Go on this website, check it out. You will not be disappointed in these products. I loved them, totally dig them. They smell good, they look good, they're instructional, they're everything a parent could want in helping their daughter navigate this part of her life. We'll be back after the break with more from Sharon Silver of ProactiveParenting.net. Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. Got my dreams, got my life, got my love. Got my friends, got the sunshine above. Why am I making this hard on myself when there's so many beautiful reasons I have to be happy? The League of Women Voters reminds you that on Election Day, we are all equal. Please join your friends and neighbors by registering to vote and going to the polls November 8th. Visit www.vote411.org to find out who will be on your ballot and how the voting process works in your community. This election is about our future, and we all need to weigh in. ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough 
Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to the living room, a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We're saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Sharon Silver of ProactiveParenting.net. If you want to get that $10 off your first Lola purchase, go to MyLola.com, enter in the promo code HELPMOMS, and you will get $10 off your period kit or your subscription. Now, when we went to break, Sharon, you we were talking about the um, the comment that you, you made was so great about, you know, like men going to war and, you know, don't forget that you came from us initially. What was the other one you wanted to share? Well, the other thing was that, you know, um, we were talking about the emotional impact of getting your period, the surge of hormones and how it makes you feel basically insane. Um, But what if a mother took this opportunity to say, look, as you get older and when you finally have your first child, you'll recognize that these hormones have now turned into wisdom and they bring patience and perseverance to get through the family system. So let's work with that. Instead of succumbing to the craziness of the hormones, let's talk about how you can do a little more exercise, use a hot water bottle if you need it. I certainly did. Um, But don't succumb to the nasty and the bitchy here. Let's talk about your perseverance to get through it. Let's talk about your courage and your strength that's unique to being a woman. And let's focus on that. And can you imagine raising a generation of young women who understand their female power? I think that's quite extraordinary. And I think that these people have a great start on it. They do. They do. Because one of the things that I saw on their site, you know, I was reading their articles, you know, there was so much good information on there. And I read that article about, you know, how fitness um, impacts, you know, the PMS impacts the hormones. And, you know, I never knew that, you know, and I swam from the time I was four years old till I was in college. And so it never really came up. But, you know, after I had my kids, um, I found for the first time that I had really bad PMS. I had, I didn't know what to do because it didn't strike me as a, a young teen or a preteen or even a teen. It struck me as a 30 something. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was losing my mind. And I remember the point at which the first time I really experienced one of those hormonal surges, Sharon, I was out in the garage and I was trying to fix something. And I t- took the screwdriver and I slammed it on top of my bright yellow toolbox. You know what I mean? Like an industrial toolbox. And I was like, Mm -hmm. "Ah!" you know, and I just, I had no idea where it came from. And I was so ill prepared and there wasn't, 
there was so much information out there. It was overwhelming. And so to have a radio show like this or a website like My Lola to start clarifying some of this so that we understand what's going on, because it is something that we don't talk about or we talk about it in a negative, pejorative, insulting or comedic way. Yeah, we do. We don't really honor it. We don't talk about it. We don't tell the truth about it. And what is it that we're afraid of? We've come so very far. Um, recently, there was, and I'm going to get this wrong because I read it yesterday and I can't remember today, <laughs> but there was um, there was a woman who ran a marathon without, now I wouldn't have done this, but she was trying to make a statement. She wanted to run the marathon without any um, sanitary napkins or tampons. So she came across it. She got a tremendous amount of um, press coverage because there was a blood stain there and people were horrified. And she was calm and she was happy and she was just like, it's a fact of life, people. You know, what is it that you're trying to hide here? Now, I'm not saying that we go that far. But we can start with our young girls and we can tell the truth. I was just over at the Lola site. And I think one of the things that is immediately a fabulous article is uh, seven first period myths that are busted. Um, you know, these these women have done a great job of talking about the things that scare little girls. Well, they're not little girls anymore, but scare young women to death. Um, they've heard about PMS. They've heard about what does it feel like to have a tampon in? Does that mean that, you know, that it's going to hurt and on and on it goes. Um, you know, so they've really established a, a website here that dispels a lot of those myths. And I wish that I had had it whenever I was a young girl, because probably well, they would have talked about the things that I was going through. Well, absolutely. And, you know, we talk about these myths and, you know, what what the young kids see on YouTube, it, you know, it's all a big joke. It's all, a, you know, one PMS joke after another. And it it teaches our young women and, you know, they're getting younger, too, Sharon. I mean, there are so many kids in in Allie and Zach's class that have their periods and they're in fifth grade. You know, they're wow. getting they're getting younger. You know, we've we've seen all those articles on the news about how you know kids are developing younger, especially little girls are developing younger, and there's lots of theories why. But having a, an expl uh, like a, a discussion with a nine year old, this is the parent coming out in me, and you you know you can can refute or uh, support this, but having a conversation about a period to a nine year old girl versus a 12 or a 13 year old girl, or in my case, I was the old grandma in the group at 16. Um, having those discussions are really bridge a lot of emotional and physical and developmental milestones because since I was so late, Sharon, everybody assumed I knew everything. You know, I had sisters, I had a mother, I had, you know, was on the swim team, lots of girls. They assumed I knew everything. And I really didn't know anything because there was kind of that wave, you know, there was like the wave of like 12, 13 year olds where, you know, everybody's getting their period and they're all talking and they're all doing well, if you're not, you don't learn this stuff. But it's the same thing on either end of the spectrum, a nine year old or a 16 year old. I mean, there's big waves in there. Um, that really can impact a little girl for the rest of her life. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And when you were talking, what I wanted to say was that, 
if you're dealing with a nine-year-old who's gotten her period, you need to remember this is a child. This is not even a tween yet. So um, her body has advanced to the point where chemically and uh, biologically she's gotten her period. But that does not mean that psychologically and developmentally she's caught up with that. So you have to remember that probably she's going to be shocked. She's going to be embarrassed. She's going to be angry. She's going to be depressed. All of those things are possible, and none of those things are possible. It depends on your child. But you need to be prepared for that. So the conversation you would have with a 9-year-old is vastly different than the conversation you would have with a 12-year-old because the 12-year-old is matching up. That's linking up with the developmental aspects of being a tween and a teen. And therefore, you can talk about, you know, uh, the things that are going on in their brain that are causing them to want to pull away and, and all of that, which I want to get into in, in just a second. But a nine-year-old isn't there. A nine-year-old is still literally a very, an older child, but still a child. So, you know, you have to have a lot of empathy for that child. Um, let her know it's okay. Find you know, resources online, uh, and probably on Lola, there, there are resources for the very young child who has their period and how to talk to her. Um, but, you know, we were talking a little while ago about um, the attitude that comes with that surge of hormones. And I want parents to understand that that attitude can be attributed to a surge of hormones if we frame it that way. Or we can have a wider perspective and recognize that it's also part of what's happening psychologically in the brain and developmentally for a 12-year-old. You're talking about the fact that the prefrontal cortex is not fully developed yet. So you have it anywhere from 12 to 15. You think, well, they should know better. Why are they raging? Why are they storming? Why are they this or that? They're not done growing yet. So there's a lot of impulsive decision-making that's going on. A lot of hormonally induced raging that goes on with 12-year-olds. 12-year-olds can really stomp up the stairs like nobody's business, slam doors like you wouldn't believe. And you wonder, what is that about? And a lot of parents will attribute it to, she must be getting her period. I think that's very diminishing. I think that maybe part of it is hormonal, but not in the way that you would think. It is developmental. It's on track. And these kids are expressing their what's happening to them hormonally. They don't have a clue why they're so volatile. It just happens. So you have to really parent. Now you have to make some changes as a parent. You need to grow and stretch yourself a little bit now that you're a parent. You have to widen the perspective and say, okay, we've moved into a new area here. We've moved into a new range of parenting. What I would do with a nine-year-old, I can't do with my 14-year-old. So a lot is going on for parents and for children at this time. Well, and that's where, you know, my go-to has always been fitness. My go-to has always been swim it out, run it out. Um, and I've I've taken my kids recently because I've got, you know, I've got teens and preteens. So um, we go to the gym as a family. You know, I found a gym that would take a, you know, take a youngster as long as a parent's there and my older ones. And I can't tell you the 
difference, Sharon, in our household. Everybody, like I go to work, the kids go to school, we've got our activities, whatever. And then before, thankfully, the gym is really close to my house. So we can literally drive down the canyon, all of us be at the gym, you know, in seven minutes. And everybody puts their headphones on, they go to their machines, they go to their class, whatever, whatever we're going to do. And then we come back and then I make dinner and we have dinner and the the level, the energetic level that drops down after everybody's worked out, whatever they're working out um, is is huge because I'm in menopause. At least I think I am. I'm not sure, but I think I'm I'm definitely premenopausal. But that adds its own hormonal fun to the mix. So when you've got teens and preteens and mommy's hormonal and a single mom, you've got a mess on maple leaf garden. And one of the things <laughs> that I find is this going to the gym. Now we're going to talk more about some of the solutions. Like you talked about broadening your perspective. Um, we're here today with Sharon Silver of ProactiveParenting.com net that company that we've been talking about where you can get the my first period kit and get your ten dollars off your first lola purchase is mylola.com the code you need to put in to get that ten dollars off is help moms when we come back from the break we're going to talk more about the solutions what can we do for me going to the gym dragging my kids to the gym or a hike or anything that gets us all moving helps um, Sharon, you've got ProactiveParenting.net. You've got a book out. What's the title of your book? The book is Stop Reacting and Start Responding, and it's how to transform um, be- behavior into learning moments. I'm losing my mind here. <laughs> yes, we are. That's what. And I'm postmenopausal, you. so I have no reason for that. <laughs> you've had children. That's reason. We'll be back after the break. Listen as your day unfolds, challenge what the future holds, try and keep your head up to the sky. Love us, baby. Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. seen the video of the little seal that jumped into the back of a boat to escape being eaten by killer whales? A family was whale watching near Vancouver Island, British Columbia, when they noticed a pod of orcas swimming around their boat. All of a sudden, a harbor seal swam up to the stern of their boat and jumped in with the orcas hot on his tail. When a whale leaps out of the water, exposing most of its body, it's called breaching. There are 32 different species of seals distributed throughout the world and are found from polar to tropical waters. The largest concentrations of seals in the U.S. are in California and New England. Everyone who has seen the video agrees this was one lucky seal. What's another word for the fear of the sea? Thalassophobia. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome to Geraldine Tegelove Live, the show that shares with you the secrets of redefining, reinventing, and rebuilding your life. Having pulled herself from the rubble of financial ruin and having gone on to create a highly successful career, Geraldine has become an expert in the art of transformation. 
She believes that it doesn't matter where you are right now, how overwhelmed you feel, or how impossible the task of turning your life around may seem. You can do it. Stay tuned as metaphysician, international best-selling author, and intuitive Geraldine Tegelov gives you the inner understanding and the outer practical how-to to create your amazing life. Gain a fresh perspective on how to redefine, reinvent, and rebuild your life. Join Geraldine Tegelov live every Tuesday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the Toginet Radio Network. Welcome back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Sharon Silver of ProactiveParenting.net. She's the author of a book that talks about stop, uh, what is it, stop reacting and start responding? That's correct, how to turn behavior into learning moments. Well, and that's been a really, just the title of your book, Sharon, has helped me a lot because I think about that title all the time. I'm like, because I have knee-jerk reactions a lot. And as a single mom with, with kids and my 80-year-old dad and, and, you know, for me, you know, menopause or premenopause and the kids hitting the preteen and teen years, there's, there's a lot going on and I have to constantly remind myself, okay, all right. Don't react. Just just calm down and 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 respond. Like I, my mom used to teach me to count to ten. I really need to count to ninety. Um, <laughs> and I found that if I give myself ninety seconds, even if I have to get on my phone, Sharon, and I'll put the timer for ninety seconds, and then I'll breathe, and then I'll think about it, and then go back in for battle or go back in. I do a lot better job at parenting, taking my like ninety second time out before I react, or telling my kids like. All right, I need to think about this. Just give me a few minutes, and then I go hide in the bathroom. Um, but there's techniques that we can do that make a difference. Well, the first thing you want to do, and I think you've really nailed it here, is admit that there's a difference between reacting and responding. When you're reacting, it is as if something has come over you, hormonal. It starts whenever a girl is having her period, and it marches through our entire lives. But it's like you've been taken over um, by something else. A lot of times it's the echo that goes from the cradle. It's the way you were raised, the model you were raised with, and it starts repeating itself. So a reaction is something that you're really not in control of. You haven't got the reins of it. And a response is where you do something prior to opening your mouth. You do something to get your whole system to calm down for a moment, even if you have to walk away or if you take a breath or you, whatever it is for you, and then you respond. Now, the response, a reaction, is usually an attack. It's something that you're going after the situation, you're reacting to what happened, but a response is looking at the entire situation, pulling back, having a wider perspective, getting grounded, and saying, okay, explain yourself. And I would always say to my kids, make your case, now's your moment. And in that moment, while they're talking, I'm calming myself down so I can respond. But we have to remember that the shift, the change that happens when a child gets their period or when for a boy 
um, the testosterone begins to surge and everything is about slamming doors and slamming bodies and stinky feet and stinky socks. And that's all really natural. But what we have to remember is that we've been encouraging our kids to do something for years. And that is take a risk. Try something new. What's the worst thing that could happen? You could learn something. Well, that patterning and that habit has not been turned off whenever the hormones strike. But now we want to pull on the reins and say, don't take a risk. Don't try something new. There's a lot that could happen. It's horrible out there. Okay? We need to trust that if we stand beside our children, we respond, we hold the boundaries, we're firm in our authoritative voice but still calm, that maybe if they learn from life, it is the best thing that could happen to them at this time. So when you approach your child with a reaction and then follow it up with a mother and father knows best type of thing, you're going to lose them and you're not connected to them. Now you've put distance between you and your child. That distance will be filled by the peer group and that's not what you want. So all of this is interwoven and intertwined with getting your period and having the testosterone come on. All of this is part of becoming a tween and a teen. It's so much fun. Well, it is fun. Like, that's the one thing that you've helped me see, Sharon, over the years, you know, because we've known each other, I don't know, four or five years now, yeah. something like that. Um, and, you know, you've helped me, you helped me through the divorce, you know, to, to understand what the kids were under, you know, going through and how I could respond to things and not react to things and how I could prepare statements even ahead of time. You know, like I borrow a lot of your languaging in my household. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, and you help me see that the teen, preteen, all these changes can be fun and they can be wonderful. They don't have to be, you know, your house is turned into Baghdad. You know, we're not in combat every day. And helping me understand, and this is where my favorite phrase comes in, you know, when we know better, we do better. When I see my kids doing certain things, I honor and respect that they're growing and they're changing and that they're not necessarily countermanding my authority for anything other than what they're doing in their growth. I, yeah, that's just pure wisdom there. And, um, you know, you're living in the trenches. And I think that to take it one step further, what you've learned and what I want people who are listening to understand is that you don't take the bait. This is where you make the shift. You don't take it personal. It's time that you really change the way you parent when these hormones come on. If you take the bait and say, you will not roll your eyes at me, I will demand that you be respectful, you've lost them. There is a way to gain natural respect. And the first thing is, and I know it's really hard for parents, it was hard for me, do not take the bait. When the eye rolling begins or they're sighing, you know, that horrible sigh, oh, you don't know anything. Um, or, you know, they're making a, they have a snork, snarky retort. You just want to take a breath and go silent. Your silence there is all the respect that you need. That's all the demand for respect that you need. Because here's the, the silence is a pregnant pause. It puts the onus on them. And they realize, uh oh, I have been bad. I have said what she <laughs> hates. I'm in trouble. And then they usually reframe it and correct it right then and there 
without you having to say anything. You can also say things like, I don't talk to you that way, so please don't talk to me that way. Please restate what it is that you want to say in a way that is not filled with anger or doesn't have a snarky attitude with it. And if you need a few minutes before speaking, go ahead and take it. So you want to honor the fact that they are, as much as you're overwhelmed with your uh, reacting, that's what's happening to them with their hormones. Well, and the funny thing, it's like a tennis match. Like, and, you know, this is the thing that I see in my household, Sharon, since you taught me this. I kind of look at them with a little bit of, like, understanding, compassion, and a little bit of amusement because I I know where they are. I I remember those days. And when their eyes meet mine and there's, like, that little glimmer of understanding, it's like a tennis ball that's been bouncing back and forth on the court. You're like, pop, pop. Pop, pop. Yeah. And all of a sudden the ball just loses its momentum and drops into the net. And well, that's really true. I have an exercise that I teach parents called the rope pool. And it is exactly that. It's like your child's on one side, you're on the other side. Imagine a rope in between you. And with each snarky remark, you pull the child pulls on the rope. When you react, you pull on the rope. Well, the rope is your relationship. It's getting tighter and tighter. But if at some point when the child makes a snarky remark and you stop yourself from reacting, but you respond, imagine you've dropped the rope. You know, we have the new mic drop. Now it's rope drop. The rope drop. Yeah. And and all of a sudden the child goes, whoa, uh oh, that was different. And everything changes. The other thing that you can use to support all of this, which you, you talk about, you know, driving in the car and looking in the eyes. Drive time is the best time. It, when a child becomes a tween or a teen, I, I like to call it, they're putting on, it's the hat phase. They're putting on different hats. One day they look like a certain aspect of the peer group. One day they look like somebody else. So they're trying on different hair colors and different t-shirts and different jeans. And they want to know, who am I? What they need is an anchor. They need you to be there, not interfere, not push them, but be their anchor. So drive time or bedtime is a time to always be there to connect. Drive time is great because you don't have to look them in the eye. So it creates a safety net. Bedtime is a natural time to connect. They want that. But most importantly is ask a question and then go silent. The tension of the silence is what falls in their lap. And they'll usually talk after that. But when you create these automatic check-ins, it's a safe place for them. And they know that's where they're going to let it go or tell you about something if they need to, because you've always set that up. Well, that's it. That's the fireside chats in my household. We have a couple fireplaces and, you know, and I do fires out by the pool. And whenever the fire is on or the fire is going is the time for our fireside chats. And the kids like, you know, it's so funny because when they were really small, Sharon, and we were going through a lot of the things with the divorce and a lot of the court stuff, I would I push this bed near in my room near the fireplace and we would sit sit on the bed and they would come in in their PJs and just sit with me on the bed near the fireplace and we would just talk and nobody really looked at each other. We'd look at the fire and talk. Right, right. Well, now the kids are much older and my older one comes in and he lays on the floor by the fireplace. The little ones climb in bed, but it's the same pattern. And 
um, having some reliable, safe place to talk is so important for kids, especially in larger families where, you know, the older ones can tend to dominate, the younger ones get all the attention because they're little, and then the middle ones kind of get lost. And you know, that's that's what I see in in some family dynamics. But and having time with each kid, the one thing and I don't know if I got this. I think I got it from you. I can't remember. I'm going to attribute to you anyway, <laughs> is the importance of having one on one time with each kid. And yeah. if I can do it as a single mom, soul supporting, caring for my dad uh, and my kids, if I can make time, you can. And you don't need hours upon hours. You just need a little minute or two here so your child can feel heard and they can actually hear you. So we're talking today with Sharon Silver of ProactiveParenting.net. I want to thank our sponsor again today. And for those of you that would like to get that My First Period kit and get $10 off, go to MyLola.com and enter in the code HELPMOMS. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about understanding our kids as their bodies change, what we can do. We talked about one-on-one time. We talked about repetitive, almost like operant conditioning time that it's okay and safe for your kids to talk to you and some strategies that we can do as parents. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk about, and Sharon, this is the one that I need, what happens when we've let things go too far and the parent is at the end of the rope? And when you've got little button pushers like I do, you're going to need to know some of these strategies. We'll be back after the break. Stay with us. There's lots more great conversation to come on Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck right after these messages. I am beautiful, no matter what they say. Words can bring me down. I am beautiful in every single way. Yes, The League of Women Voters reminds you that on Election Day, we are all equal. Please join your friends and neighbors by registering to vote and going to the polls November 8th. Visit www.vote411.org to find out who will be on your ballot and how the voting process works in your community. This election is about our future. And we all need to weigh in. It's words you never heard. Whenever we hear a recording of our own voice, it always sounds different than we think. This is because the bones in our skull create a resonance from within that makes our voice sound deeper to us. But our recorded voice is how others hear us. I'm sure I'm not the first person who has uttered the words, I really don't sound like that. Do I? Margaret Thatcher famously underwent vocal training to lower her voice and make her sound more statesmanlike. Recently, British Airways polled Americans and Britons to see who they believed had the sexiest voices. 
Morgan Freeman was voted number one. If a judge loves the sound of his own voice, expect a long sentence. What's a word for a person who loves to hear the sound of their own voice? A philodox. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Back to Motherhood Talk Radio with Sandra Beck, bringing you interesting, influential, and inspiring guests every week, helping you make a difference in your world and the world around us. Let's get back to the show. Here's Sandra Beck. Hey, Mamas, this is Sandra Beck, and we're visiting today with Sharon Silver of ProactiveParenting.net. She's one of my favorite parenting experts because she's been there, done that. Her advice is practical and easy to follow, and I can actually do it. And when I'm hanging on for dear life, as any parent of teens has ever felt, (laughs) coming from that non-react and just respond stance has saved me a million times uh, more than I can even count on the air, Sharon. But the other thing is time out for parents, like time out for moms. You know, we give our kids time outs when they're little to adjust and modify behavior. I think the one thing that I learned most recently is that moms need time outs too, and they need time outs proactively like your proactive parenting moms can take the time out before the chaos ensues and and I want to talk a little bit about these mommy timeouts yeah absolutely um but I also want to revisit one thing before you sure. uh, before we move on to that is we were talking about connecting with your child and there's a lot of pressure to connect every single day and I'm not disputing that I think you should and we all do it in natural intuitive ways But if you're really busy, you can schedule a brunch once a month with each child. There's four weeks in a month, and you can have that as your special time, something they can count on, and it doesn't put that much pressure on you. So I happen to really like that idea. Um, You know, I can only really talk about myself with with taking time out. I'm horrible at it. You know, here I am. Here I am. I'm a parent educator, and I should know a whole lot better. And I am a workaholic. It's unbelievable. Um, I need that more than I can tell you. And what I find is, and here's what I would encourage people to understand. It goes back to hormones. So it's a perfect topic for today. There is a, a chemical change inside the body that occurs when you breathe, and breathing comes from relaxation. So if you don't take that time for yourself, you're breathing at a different rate of speed and you've changed the chemistry in your body. That's why when you say you go to the gym every day, it's brilliant. And it's something that, you know, my husband and I are just starting to, uh, it's spring here now. So we're starting to walk every day and it changes everything about the body. So your ability to respond instead of react Really, you have to check in with your body and you have to check in with your breathing. And if you're not breathing really calmly, if you don't feel that your muscles are really relaxed, you're going to react. And so take some time for yourself. Go out with your friends. Um, Go walk in a mall, for God's sake, if you have to. You don't have to buy anything. 
Women are great at window shopping. I love to window shop. It scares my husband to death, but because he, he doesn't he thinks I'm going shopping. But you know, the bottom line is it's about breath. Um, I do yoga, and the breath is amazing here. But relaying that back to your child too, which is what I do, you have to also realize that the biggest thing that you can do to stop yourself from reacting and to be able to gain your ability to respond is where you place with tweens and teens and hormone-related you know, surges with kids. How do you put the boundary out there without reacting? Because, and this is where I was saying you have to change your perspective as a parent. You need to realize that at this point, once the hormones have taken a hold of your child, they're going to react. They're going to have something to say about it. They're going to have a snarky, nasty comment that goes with it. Once your child realizes that you can't make him do anything, a lot of your discipline, punishment, those types of things, it starts to, you have to change it because you can't make them do anything. Or they'll just look at you and say, go ahead, make me. I'd like to see you try. You're tiny. I'm big. I mean, my kids are over six feet. I'm five, four on a good day. So, you know, at some point they realize she's not going to be able to force me to do it. So what happens is that you have to use your authority. And the only way to access your calm authority versus your reactive authority is to be calm and breathe and really slow it down. Make your statement like that is not okay. We don't do this in this house. Whatever you're going to say or, you know, that's a rule we just don't break. And then walk away. Parents think that there needs to be an agreement from the child. There needs to be um, a big discussion. There doesn't. Your child is absolutely listening to you in ways that you cannot even consider. They are absorbing it. And that's something that I didn't find out until my kids were 20 or 25 years old. I'd ask them to revisit those times. And they'd say, you used to think that we weren't listening, but boy, we certainly were. We just couldn't let you know because their brain was at a place where it's like, what do you know? So well, it's time, and you know, this, it's I just time for just real life. You on that one. You know, if you like, I'm a big eavesdropper on my kids. I, I feel that my kids have a certain level of privacy, but as their mom and the one who pays for their cell phones, you know, I'm, I'm entitled to certain privileges that you might not have as a company. And the funniest thing Sharon happened the other day, um, is my kid, my older one, was repeating verbatim the like mini lecture I gave to him to his <laughs> friend on my and he was like this wise old Yoda. And I'm like, I had no idea he was even listening to me. But it was good advice and he passed it on to his buddy, which was even more good advice. So, you know, I think a lot of it comes down to parental confidence. Like I've done a lot of leadership training. I've, I've, I've taught leadership. I'm a good leader. And when I put on my leadership hat in my family, I fare a lot better than I do when I put on a mom hat or a dad hat. Um, and some of these leadership things that we use to teach young soldiers and, and servicemen and women really do work in the household. You know, there's you know, I rely a lot on systems. This is the way our household runs. This is the system. These are the rules. This is what we follow. This works for everybody. A lot of people in a small space. These are the rules. And 
you don't have to be a jerk about it. And, yeah. you know, when my kids have, they've t- challenged me and they said, well, what are you going to do about it? And I look at them and I don't answer because at this point, it's not up to discussion. This child is challenging my authority. Right. And it's amazing when you, behind an airplane, when an airplane flies, Sharon, there's like a, a an open space behind it as the plane moves the air and then the other air comes in to fill in behind it. And I find that the greatest growth with my kids happens in that space. It doesn't happen when I'm yammering at them. It doesn't happen when we're arguing. It doesn't happen when I take things away. That true growth happens in that space that parents create when they shut their yap. Oh, absolutely, which is why I'm always talking about being silent. And the way to achieve that, you know, so that you, because you've already gotten your kids there, is doing what I call releasing them to themselves bit by bit. Because when kids are entrusted with being responsible for themselves, they tend to wake up and get a bit more serious. You're sending the message to them by saying, you know, I'm not going to rule you. You're old enough to do this yourself. You send the message, I believe in you, and it's your job to take care of you and make good choices. That's a lot of pressure to put on a kid. So you give it to them when they're ready, and either they're going to you know, raise the bar or they're going to fail. Either way, they're going to learn. And that's how you start making it through the tween and teen years when they're obsessed and, and ruled by those hormones. You're silence. You make a statement. You don't react and you say, well, it's really up to you. My children hated that. Mine um, too. You taught me that or the, and the, 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 but, but I also believe like, you know, and this is like about business negotiation and leadership. You want to give your kids an out and that's where your try again or my, in my household, I use, you want to rephrase that. You want to ask me that again. Um, <laughs> When we get into those tense situations, just like with a negotiation, you, know, you want to give your teen an out because you don't want to want them to lose their self-respect. Right. And I'm a big one in believing in the teen do-over. You want to ask me that again? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're not finished. They're not finished growing. There's no perfection here. I'm not perfect. I'm not finished growing. So why do I assume that my child should be perfect whenever he's a teen? He's not. He needs the do-over. It's really important. And when you give them the freedom, the freedom within your limits, you're sort of igniting a remem- like a remembrance of sorts. It's like, you know, there's doing that s- strikes something inside of them and all the words and all the warnings that they've been exposed to since they were little kids they realize it's their responsibility to remember and to apply it. That causes them to dig really deep to find the strength not to follow the herd. So there's a cascade effect that happens as you slowly start releasing them to themselves bit by bit. The challenge, of course, is the hormones. The challenge, of course, is what happens whenever they get their period or the testosterone you know, just overtakes them. That's when we want to react. But it's the exact opposite uh, thing that we should be doing. Well, and I thank you today for being my guest, Sharon. I love talking to you. I always learn so much. And um, thank you. 
Well, it's important because, you know, the other thing that's happened in our society is we get all these, you know, messages from the Internet and messages from television. And, you know, you're always the sole voice of reason in my head. Like I hear the cadence of your voice. I hear you to tell me, like, don't react, Stan. Just take a minute and then respond. Like, think about it. Or this is, you know, this is a natural, normal process. You know, I so appreciate your voice of reason coming in when especially the television and the media and YouTube, all these things portray this experience in a very different light. You've helped me a lot to enjoy my kids during this time where most parents Mm -hmm. are tearing their hair out. Well, Um, I really appreciate that. And also we have a new program that we're putting out, the Authentic Parent Membership Series, where you're really getting supportive uh, support coaching and seminars for 12 months. So we're just about to launch that on our website. But if you hear this and you mm-hmm. want to be part of it, just uh, email me at info at proactiveparenting.net. And we'll get you set up. There you have it, Sharon Silver, ProactiveParenting.Kit. Make sure you check out the first period kit offered by Mylola. As always, we're here to bring you great information to make parenting a pleasure. We'll be back again next week. Thanks for being with us today on Motherhood Talk Radio, starring Sandra Beck. Motherhood Talk.